we just start talking? Is that what we yeah, do? Yeah, we just start talking. Talk. Okay. This is Rage Against Again. the Pod. This is the podcast where every week we get into a different Rage Against the Machine song, and then we dissect it. We get into it. We get into the nitty gritty of it all. Uh, so there you have it, Rage Against the Pod. My name's Tyler. On the other end is Jeff. Uh, don't forget to go to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Yeah. Follow us on social media, Rage Against the Pod or Rage Against Pod on Twitter. Uh, or just call us Rat Pod. I don't know. Do whatever you want. Uh, just let us know that you listen and tell us how awesome we are. But this week, this week, we are getting into the Rage Against the Machine song. Uh, no Shelter. <laughs> the Rage Against the Machine song, No Shelter. We're doing teases, no shelter this you week. Teases was so little of the song. I know, I love it, but I want I want to keep everybody on their toes, you know. Hey, like right when I'm, th- I'm about to get into it, and my body starts to move, and my head starts to bob, and my fingers start to snap. It's over. It's done. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I do. I do it okay. just to upset you mostly. But uh, yeah, we're doing no shelter. This is a a non-album song. This was featured on the Godzilla, Godzilla. soundtrack from uh, 1998 so the single itself was released february 12th 1998 uh for that that awful godzilla movie from way back when did you like that movie at all i haven't seen it in many many years but i've always thought it was fun i mean as far as like big budget stupid action movies go i mean mm-hmm. i thought it was fun i had a good time with it my yeah. least favorite part was matthew broderick for sure Oh, it was just the movie was just not good. It just wasn't good. But Jean Reno's in it. Leon, he's awesome. He's amazing. The Frenchman. I mean, he's good, but he's not. This isn't Leon the professional. And it's Godzilla. I mean, he's, it's a big old lizard. <laughs> it's always gonna be fun to look at. Yes, uh, but yeah. So this is this was also along with this being on the soundtrack. It was eventually released as a bonus track on the uh, Battle of Los Angeles album. In Australia, Europe, and Japan, but not here in the United States, um, which was weird. I thought because Americans always get screwed out of like bonus songs. I don't know why they always give it to the other countries, but whatever. What are you gonna do? Uh, so, what are your first impressions with the song? Do you have have you had you heard this song prior? Yeah, I used the pod? I used to love the Godzilla soundtrack. Like, I used to really enjoy it, <laughs> and I remember when it came out too. I thought it was so cool because I was like, oh, dude. Like Puff Daddy made a song with Led Zeppelin, oh. so that's pretty tight. <laughs> it's so bad. And so I used to always like listen to it and think it was really cool. And I re-listened to it this week too. And damn, it's so bad. It's so it's awful. awful. It's so uh, the whole soundtrack is just bad. There's a couple songs on there that Foo Fighters are on there. I'm sure you like that Foo Fighters song. What are fucking no, song not really. Is. I don't. But so like I was reading this about some some stuff about the release history of this and so i read that this song was released in february of 98 and the godzilla movie and soundtrack wasn't released until may of 98 yes so this was released months prior to the actual soundtrack itself apparently so because the japanese bola the battle of los angeles that album wasn't released until 99 and so i don't understand if it was like a coincidence that rage have had written this song already and then were asked to do something for Godzilla, and they said, yeah, let's just do this, because it fits perfectly. Or if they asked Rage to do a song for Godzilla, and then they wrote this specifically for that. I don't know. I couldn't find really much information on that. I I, I thought it was might have been just like a a demo that they were going to be do, recording for the Battle of Los Angeles, and they were probably given you know the option to do this for a shit ton of money. So they're like, okay, well, we've already demoed this. Let's just go in and properly record it. And that's what we got, you know. I think this song was written before they were asked. That's my my thought on it. Do you think they changed and then they it just up and then it. added the Godzilla part specifically because it's going to be on the soundtrack? Probably, yeah. Okay. Just just as like a slap in the face to, you know, the big budget blockbuster movie, you know. So then, um, I mean, my first impressions of the song, I I don't remember the song too well. Uh, just because it was on the Godzilla soundtrack, so I probably never listened to that much. But it's good, and I really enjoyed it this week. And it's just another another solid Rage track. 
to add to the list. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, my my first my first impression and my first thing with this song was that I remember I had at the time I had the self-titled record. No, no, no. I when I got into this song, it was after all four albums were released. So I had all their albums except for Evil Empire. And I remember I was on Napster and this really dates myself, but I was on Napster and I was looking for Rage Against the Machine songs. And if anybody remembers Napster and Kazaa and all that crap, there would just always be like a bunch of songs that weren't actually the band. Like it would say Corn, like, you know, covers Christina Aguilera or something like that. And you download it and it's some dude in his room, like covering some random song. Yeah. But I remember I saw this Rage, I saw Rage Against the Machine, No Shelter. And I'm like, I've never heard this song. And I, you know, it was the internet back then. Couldn't really look shit up. So I just downloaded it and luckily it was actually a Rage Against the Machine song. And that's how I got into it. I didn't even know it was on the soundtrack. Okay. I knew nothing about the soundtrack at all. And I didn't know it was the, on the soundtrack until probably two weeks ago. What? I had no idea. I, ha- I had no idea it was on the Godzilla soundtrack until the probably fuck? two weeks ago. Were you like a cool yeah. guy when you're 10 years old or something? Well, also, well, okay. Did so you watch the movie? I mean, I did the watch song the movie, wasn't but in the I movie, but... Yeah, I watched the movie, but I don't... Yeah, the song has nothing to do with it. But I, when I, I remember I downloaded a um, this this Rage, I guess assuming it was like a bootleg thing, but it was called Live and Rare. And it was just a bunch of like live tracks of like covers. And then it was, you know, essentially like B-side songs and stuff like that. And No Shelter was on that. So I assumed that it was just like a fan bootleg. And it was just like some, you know, B-side, forgotten B-side up until a couple weeks ago. Okay. But you know, looking at it, they they played the song pretty often live, which is surprising. But whatever, I mean, that's cool. Oh, and you paid the big they, bucks. Um, yeah, they they did make a music video for it. Did you were you able to find it? Yeah, I, I, it wasn't on YouTube for some reason, no. but I did find why, it and watched it. Why is that? Have I feel like this is like the second with, time, um, right? Yeah, it was with um. How good is what do we man? do off of? No. no, it was uh down was it was it down Rodeo? No, it was the first. It was Bomb Track. It was the first song. Bomb Track wasn't on uh, wasn't on YouTube. It was on some I don't like know fan site random or something. Yeah, fan site. And the same with uh, this one. This is like and the video that I found was like a direct like VCR, you know, digital, you know, VCR rip. Oh really? Yeah. So like it had like the little like much music in the bottom corner. And then at the very end of the video, it said "ripped by some dude's name." So yeah. ripped by Ish Toy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did find the video. I found a pretty clear like video of it too. So I mean, I guess yeah, we could talk about the VHS the video. one. wasn't bad. What? I guess we could talk about the video. Yeah, I'm just gonna do it real Let's quick it. before we get into the lyrics. Um, yeah. So the video was directed by Gavin Bowden, as I had found out who also did videos for lit red hot chili peppers pod bunch of uh Ooh. bunch of great bands in the 90s and 2000s <laughs> but um i don't know it's just like it's just it's just another rage video it features them playing in a room and i kind of like that the video was shot in that green tint because then it kind of kind of mm-hmm. also correlates again with the godzilla theme but also with the video and the theme of of the lyrics of basically greed yeah so that that was pretty cool it was it was a fun video. It was, yeah, it was interesting. It was pretty much just told the story. I think of just like factory workers and how we're all just you know we we just work for corporations and they don't give a shit about us. They just watch us and watch as we consume all of their product and they make all the money. I felt like it's pretty much. What I it felt was. like the video was trying to show us that the government is slowly taking control over society through media usage. Yeah, I mean, I, there were two parts. Like that, that part you're talking about is like when they're fitting the helmet on the guy's head, and you know, with like it was like these this weird government experiment, and at the very end, they end up taking him out to a field and shooting him, killing him. I feel like I all those factory workers we saw were making. I mean, it didn't really show it, but I feel like they were making those helmets or making the tech for those helmets. So never, like realistically, they're making their own. They're making their own graves, right? They're digging their own graves. Yeah, and the and the government was dressed in kind of like that fifties era style CIA government. So it was, it was it was fun. It was cool. Yeah, it was interesting. And mind you, this was like decades ago. So that's also that was all fun to know. Decades ago, that's weird to think. It was twenty one years ago, right? 
Weird, weird stuff, man. Let's give her old people um, now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's get into some of the music music part of this, unless you want to talk about the music video more. That's it for the music video. Okay, well, m- musically, I feel like there's not a lot going on here uh, with the guitars. I mean, there's some cool, like, the funky part during the verse. But the people that shine to me on this one are really Timmy C, and I like Brad's drumming a lot on this this song, too. He has a lot of good parts. And I feel like his parts are kind of an extension of what he was doing on Evil Empire, where he plays more. It's not just like groo- just like grooving with the song. He's actually having like parts that actually stand out, uh, a lot like his songs on uh, Evil Empire do, which I thought was really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, he had a solid, solid like drum drum set here. He was doing a lot of cool stuff, but just kind of doing it over and over. But for me, like for sure, Timmy C was was the champ, was the MVP. Yeah. And especially later on with the American Eyes part where it gets so like quiet and it's just Timmy C and Zach and then later comes the high guitar part in it and oh one of the best builds we've done so far. So yeah. good. That's like it one really of the best of the parts best. that like Rage has ever done. It's so damn good. Yeah. That my favorite part of the song is is the that that last part when it just gets super heavy and it sounds like Zach's old band. What was his old band called? Inside Out, right? I think so. I don't know. Have you you never listened to that record? Mm-mm. I oh, have. It's no. a solid hardcore record. Oh, it's really good. It's a good hardcore record. Because I mean, he doesn't rap on it all. He just screams and is really pissed off. But that that last part of this song reminds me a lot of his his stuff on that that one record. But I that's my that's my favorite part. That build up that do 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 like it's just driving that 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 just that driving baseline and it just explodes it's great but it kind of bleeds into like this solo thing that was just kind of eh, whatever's for me i guess i don't really like solos but it was just whatever's especially coming from tom morello i don't know it was it was a little bit weak for him that very last heavy part though that was straight like bulls on parade just rearranged a little bit it was like the same fucking thing yeah it kind of was huh thinking about it yeah, it kind of was. But yeah. other than that, I mean, musically, it's pretty pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, Zach's rapping on it, too. There are a lot of words in this on this song. There's only two verses, but there are a lot of words. And unless you, for me at least, like, unless I was reading the lyrics, I didn't really know what he was saying. He just, I don't know. Um, he, it, was, it, was hard for him, it was hard for me to understand what he was saying in this song for some reason. And like the way he kind of tells the story, it's kind of broken and such that if you just do it line by line, by line it wouldn't make sense because he starts a sentence mid-way and then we'll finish it in the next line and, and just kind of go back and forth like that. So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense sometimes. So like yeah. you said, you definitely would have to read it to get the full, get the full story. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, I mean, let's just jump into that and the criticism, the backlash that the band kind of got oh, yeah. from uh, being on the soundtrack. So, I mean, overall the song is really about consumerism and how we're just kind of all tricked by mass, by the, by marketing of, um, of these big corporations and everything. And then a lot of people are criticizing the band because they decided to put a song on this particular soundtrack for like one of the most cookie cutter, big blockbuster movie you could possibly be on, be on, you know? So well, just the irony of it all was just kind of, that was another um, thing about the music video is that one of the taglines, if not like the biggest tagline, <laughs> the biggest tagline was size does matter for Godzilla. Yeah. And so in the music video, they kept saying different things. Like they showed a a depiction of how big the Hiroshima crater would be like in the middle of New York. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it said something like size does matter or something like that. Yeah. And then there was a... I don't know. There were other other instances, but one of them was like inequality matters. Yeah, shit like that. You know, throwing it back. Just a play on the size matters. I mean, there's a whole list of just like ironic and silly and dumb things with rage here. But it was funny that rage is making fun of people who spend money to rebel. Mm-hmm. But like, that's all rage is now. Is <laughs> yeah, that's who they are. Yeah, they've they've become what they were fighting against. I get it. Like one hundred percent. Like you need, I don't know. You need these big contracts. You need these big studios and things to help you get your message out there. But at what, like, what? 
at what point do you become, like you said, what you've fought so hard to be against and now you're a sellout, but like if you never had any money, if you never had a record deal, then nobody would probably hear you anyway. Exactly. And so, I mean, there's a, there's a fine line there between, you know, doing what you love and getting paid for it. Cause you should, this is your music. It's, this is your art. You should get paid for it. Yeah. And then becoming yep. like a total sellout. I think Rage was flirting with that line real good. May even crossed it this they time. They totally were. And that's and I think that that was one of the reasons reasons why they broke up. Was that they they didn't want to be seen as selling out more than they already have. More than they already have. Because yes. selling out is kind of like a subjective thing, you know. It's depending on who you are, it's how you look at it. You know. It's so. true. Um but yeah, so so let's get it. Let's just uh, jump right into the first verse. Um, like I said, a lot of words. The hook, like one sentence. But that's kind of what Rage do, do. I've noticed their their hooks and their their choruses are just like the same thing repeated over and over and over and over again. Yeah, there's like but their verses where yeah get stuck in you, especially killing in the name. But, but we'll get more into that one day when we do that that episode. But the first verse um, pretty much just talks about how the media tells us to buy things to rebel, just like what you said, you know. But in the end, you're not rebelling because you're just putting money into the the corporate entity uh, that they're selling. So, uh, so it's just kind of that. And then it's from what I was getting, it was talking about how movies and TV are just great propaganda tools, um, you know, by the government or some might say the military industrial complex. Uh, and that some of these movies sort of retell history to make war and, you know, other atrocities seem less horrible than they actually are. So he's kind of saying that essentially it's an extension. He pretty much says it's an extension of the Third Reich and Nazi fascism. I mean, that's that's kind of that first verse in a nutshell. But there's so much more to break down in there. Like he brings up like Steven Spielberg. And I don't know. It's interesting that he brings up Spielberg of all people. Like this verse, like you said, definitely taking aim at like the entertainment aspect of our society. His example that he uses is the movie Amistad or Amistad. And that's a movie based or supposedly based in fact, but told a story in a very PG way that most people, especially without like Wikipedia at their fingertips, you would never even realize like, oh, maybe slavery wasn't that bad. These people had a lot of fun. (laughs) And so that was like the biggest bullshit thing. And it's like still criticized for being so historically inaccurate and so gross mm. that people hated it. And like later on he he says, I mean this this concept is further explored in that whole trading in your VCR lyric. We're basically our society, we were happy to stop learning about culture and history so long as there's movies that are made about it and we can say, "Oh yeah, I saw the movie." So that's what we did in high school, right? When we were like 17. Yeah. Like, I don't want to read the book. I can just watch the movie. Exactly. And that's what you do. That's how, like, every but, kid is. But you it's know, like I, now grown-ass adults do this thing. And yeah. so, like, dude, you need to, us as a society, need to do you need to question a little bit. And not only that, but just question things. Don't just accept everything for what it is. Because that's usually never the case. There's always a deeper meaning. There's always something more to what we're learning or what we're being shown or taught. So always question it. Always question and, you know. Look it's for a the lot truth. Easier, it's a lot easier now with technology so available for everybody. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's so like just because there's a lot of it out there doesn't mean that it's all good. And yeah. so another thing that we do a lot is is if we're arguing, you'll look up an article, just Google an article that basically coincides with whatever point you're making, post it and call it a day. <laughs> Yes, that's like that's, that's really no fucking society. different. That's no different than what we were doing in the nineties. Yeah, because it's not because you're not really doing research. You're just affirming what you already believe. You know, is it affirming or confirming? What what word works better there? I think like confirming your. I can't even explain words. What what are words? <laughs> words words are, are like hard. bullets. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but I I did like the. Uh, the I thought the comparison to the th- to Nazi fascism I thought that was good a good way to end this first verse because that's ex- that's a lot of what Nazi Germany was doing before it ended in, in the 1940s you know we just picked up on a lot of what 
uh, Nazi Germany was doing at the time uh, in so many ways, especially with propaganda. I mean, they were the masters of propaganda and we took so much from it. And uh, I mean, you see a lot of it, you know, with Disney back then, if you go back and watch it, anything from Disney or like Looney Tunes, stuff that's, you know, targeted toward children, the propaganda that goes into that is just, it's insane to think that, that nobody really called it out at the time. Like it was just kind of gross and just, it's just straight bad. But it's still, it's, they still do it and it's still going on and Disney's, Disney's going to take over the world and we're all going to be so happy about it. And Oh, Disney's taking over everything. I'm so happy. My child is coming back and (laughs) it's so disgusting. And just two, three weeks ago, you and I were going crazy on Disney plus. Oh, I love Disney Plus. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> Watch it all the time. <laughs> we we are the ones that Rage are talking about in this song. Yes. That's exactly what we are. But they're also talking about themselves. There's a little little yeah, self reflection here. Yeah, a little bit, definitely. Uh but I mean that's that's pretty much it for the first verse, I think. I mean Yeah, that's that's we pretty that's much all went over it all. Uh and then so we have the hook uh, the li- the line that's just repeated over and over again is, "There be no shelter here. The front line is everywhere." So, what are your thoughts on on that line? I think that's just straight up uh, like a warning. Like our Statue of Liberty says, "Give us our or give us your whatever it is. You're sick. You're poor." And I think Rage is is standing under it with a microphone saying, "Nah." That's all fake. Don't do it. Don't come here. This place is bullshit. It's, he's, he's serving like a warning to those trying to emigrate here to America okay. to live the American dream, which yeah. they'll explore, or they're kind of go into more in the second verse, this whole American dream concept. And even though you see people, you know, coming here on, on boats and they look up and they see the Statue of Liberty, and it's a symbol of freedom, the symbol of, of prosperity. It's fucking bullshit. But it, even it's just... So unattainable like seeing those videos and pictures is just straight propaganda in itself you know it makes you believe that everything in america is peachy and perfect and when it's not the case there nothing's perfect we talked about like like how how dark pinocchio was right because pinocchio was given these unrealistic unattainable tasks for him to become a real boy yeah, and that's the same thing with our societies. Like, yeah, everyone's got an equal chance. It's like, dude, it's so unrealistic, though. It's so borderline impossible to attain this American dream that you, we're just setting people up for failure. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as they're born, and that's what the Statue of Liberty represents. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, not even the only one. And it's what? It's not even the only one. Oh yeah, Ugh. you just discovered this recently. Well, I discovered that we were there was one in Paris. I didn't and even we were, know that. And we were there in Paris, and like that would have been cool to go see it, but there's a I lot of I don't know how them. we didn't know about it. We I didn't know Wikipedia. Well, well, no, we had Wikipedia, but we didn't have smartphones. But, uh, yeah, the hook, I'm with Jeff on, on that one. Uh, just whatever. I mean, somebody kind of on online, I some, somebody put it this way, wherever you are, Whatever you are doing, it is part of the system. You cannot escape it. The front line is the shopping centers, the office blocks, the banks, etc. They're fighting a war against your freedom, and you cannot escape it. I mean, that's not to say that it's all dark and gloomy, that every single aspect of our life, every purchase you make, everything that you do is bad in the sense that you're becoming a slave. I mean, you need you, you need some <clears throat> things. And you need most of it. It's just you need to understand. Like you need to at least, like you said, just question where it came from. Question the intentions of the people selling it to you. Yeah, you can't escape it. There's nothing you can do. The clothes you buy, the car you drive, the job you go to, the groceries you buy. There's there's some bigger there's some bigger thing behind it. Not all bad, but usually they're probably pretty bad. Yeah, most is not good. All right, now verse two. Uh, This one, it it just it kind of picks up where the first verse left off, but. You know, I feel like it gets a little bit more specific. Uh, You know, it talks about how war is portrayed in media uh, because in the end, it shows war in like a a more positive light than negative like it should be. And it just kind of shows that war is a racket, you know. 
for the big corporations and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah, it's just it, it, it's criticizing the war and product placement and and shitty advertising. And it's totally true. Like everything in this in this song and especially this verse is 100 percent true. And it's just gross to even think about and then realize, oh, all of my favorite movies and all of my favorite TV shows, they all do this. It's all it's all part of the big grand scheme of things. The big the big wheel. Yeah, and it kind of it almost like tarnishes, you know, my my love or whatever for for certain things. It just kind of sucks. I guess maybe. I mean, there's there's no different when like a lot of the music we we also like and listen to and the record labels they put up against and the amount of money the record label makes in comparison to the artists actually make. But, but I feel it, like music, I mean like a lot of the music that you and I listen to is more I feel like is more authentic and has less people, you know, in the in the kitchen working on something as like a movie does, you know, where there's a hundred people with with input on how to make this particular movie or TV show, but with a, an album, it, it's the band usually, and maybe like one or two guys. But like the so. one of the but like one of the first couple <laughs> lines in this verse, though, he talks about how like the hospitals close, but the guys on Wall Street just either make money or don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I was I was just kind of thinking like I wonder how many hospitals actually close. Like is that like a real thing? Do hospitals really close because they don't mm-hmm. go no money? So I googled it, and sure as shit, there's a lot of hospitals that close like every year because they just don't have mm-hmm. the money. How is that even possible? How is that a thing? It's the insurance, man. The insurance fucks everything. It's either the insurance fucks them, or somebody in the hospital in the higher up is charging the insurance company millions and millions of dollars, and then siphoning that off and putting him in their pockets. It could be that too. It could be it's all of the above. Yeah. Like it's unbelievable. How like how could you think like oh we got to close the hospital? What are we supposed to do? I don't know. okay (laughs) cool man but then like this whole wall street bullshit and like everybody hates wall street so much and i've i don't know too much about wall street like i don't this the exchange and stocks and things like that but as as far as i've always been able to tell it's just legal gambling and i can't imagine why it's even like still like a, a thing and and I don't know. Like, like, why is it so hard for small companies, small LLCs, and to become a corporation and and, and to get like shareholders and and to become a a business? But it's it's so difficult for them. But it's so easy for these big fat companies to get richer and richer and richer. Because but, it's money. I mean, it's people getting paid off. You know, lawmakers and politicians getting paid off to pass certain le- legislation to benefit the big corporations. They have the money to pay people off. That's because we buy our shit from Amazon instead of Joe's <laughs> fucking, I don't know, Joe's, Joe's store. Shop. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's that's the sacrifice we, you know, we decide to, to make, you know, giving up our, I guess you could say freedoms and our freedom and other things just for the sake of convenience. I mean, this is like one of one of the biggest topics that we, a friend of our pod, Mike, who who's very into beer and craft beer and independent, and we always had kind of like had this conversation of of you should buy independent beer, you should try to buy independent beer, as much as you can because it's helping smaller businesses grow big. When you just support in InBev and Miller Coors, it's like these companies have so much money already. You just you're you're flicking pennies into the into the pond. Yeah. Whereas when you support like a local brewery, you're you're flicking like a hundred dollar bill into the pond, and so it's your money's going a lot more, and these these smaller businesses are actually putting that money back into the community through taxes, through actually spending money in the community, through local sourcing. Like out here, there's a couple breweries that get a lot of their their food, like their food items that they serve in the restaurant from Arizona grown farmers. Yeah, so that's like a cool thing you can help support. As opposed to going to like the Budweiser brewery and they're probably getting their chicken from like Tyson. And then Tyson's one of the worst chicken companies in the world. But, I, you know, it's hard to compare like beer companies or the beer industry with to really anything else. Because when it comes to breweries, there are so many, especially like here in Cali- Southern California, there are so many different breweries like every few miles, you know. So there's always like some place to go. There's always like a new beer to try. There's always it's easier to support small businesses in that 
in that realm because there's so so many small businesses. But when it comes to other products like electronic stores or toy stores or anything like that, there aren't really any mom and pop stores. Like you either for like electronics, you're going to go to the Apple store. You're going to go to Best Buy. You're going to go to the big box chain stores. If not, and and if you're not going to do that, then you're just going to buy online. You know, it's like the beer industry is very different. So it's, it's so much easier to, to get to support small beer than other product because it's newer. So I agree that with almost like physical things, because beer is kind of in the middle between it's like a physical thing you can take and hold with you and also like a service. Yeah. But like with physical things like toys, like electronics, things like that, there are smaller, sh- you know, the GameStop's like the biggest chain for video games, I feel like. Besides just like Best Buy, like it's like a, almost like a department for video ga- or for electronics. But GameStop would be like a, like a smaller chain. But there are like mom and pop shops that do sell video games like GameStop does. However, they don't get all these AAA games. They won't get, you know, the new Star Wars game because GameStop store can order 500 copies from EA or Respawn, whoever put the game out. Whereas the mom and pop shop can't order 500 copies because they don't know if they're going to sell 500 copies. So so the manufacturer's like, well, I'm just not even going to give you any. Well, can I have like 50? No. Either you order 500 or you get none. And thus, those stores eventually dry up and die. And so, every time we shop on, you know, at these at these places like GameStop, like Best Buy, like Amazon, you're still hurting these small businesses. Yeah. The only thing I can't think of a place to not get sucker like that is toys. But is these toys like really a big thing anymore? I mean, I I think with certain certain brands like Star Wars and Marvel, I mean, this all goes back to Disney in the end. But I mean, those are the two big, you know, toy lines you know especially star wars star wars is still very popular with the toys and the merchandise so i mean but i mean yeah like like legos. i said there's no and legos too yeah i mean legos are one of the the most popular things in the world um but i mean yeah like i said little mom and pop toy shops they're not gonna they're not gonna last they all got destroyed when toys r us came back in the 70s Man, you know toys all those R's places got shut destroyed down. yeah got destroyed by amazon <laughs> But I think there's and also like Target and Walmart because they sell more than just toys. You know, like you everything you buy, most almost everything you buy, you can buy through a smaller business, except maybe for toys. Because I, again, I can't think of anything. Yeah, unless it's like this, a collectible store. A lot of these, like, uh, or a lot of our friends on Facebook have been posting like the past couple of weeks too. Maybe it just like started, but talking about art and how Target sells all these stupid fucking pieces of art and these stupid paintings and all these things that you can buy at Target for, you know, 20 or 30 bucks and hanging your wall, you know, that 2 mm-hmm. million other people will have the same exact one. Or you can just go to like your local swap meet or your flea market or the farmer's market and buy art from an actual artist that made it. They'll probably charge a little bit more, but now you're supporting a person, like a guy, yeah. a girl, and it's something unique, there. you know, rather than like the same cookie cutter shit over and over. It's like the, the live, laugh, love thing. Isn't that, isn't that, I hate, I mean, I hate that shit so much or that keep calm and carry on stuff. Like, ugh, garbage. Like the two worst things ever. Live, laugh, love is on par with that Lady Antebellum song as being the most disgusting (laughs) thing of our decade, of our lifetime. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Um, but let's get back to the song. We've really, uh, sidetracked on that one. That's okay. We'll bring it up. Um, yeah. I mean, we're just talking about corporations and, corruption and all that good stuff but uh there's there's one part where he uh zach starts just name dropping all these different companies and their their product like he brings up uh coca-cola he brings up uh nike's nike's uh i mean the the line the line is coca-cola is is back in the veins of saigon and rambo too he's got a dope pair of nikes on i mean and it's kind of true i mean i don't know it's Everything is product placement, and it kind of sucks. Even like the coolest characters in, in movies are just there for product placement. And I actually read something kind of interesting too. In 1994, when the U.S. lifted its embargo on uh, Vietnam, Coca-Cola immediately jumped over there and just started plastering shit all over Vietnam and selling their product over there. Like it's just, it just seems gross and. I don't know. I I hate. I don't know. It's just stuff like that bothers me sometimes. You ever see Demolition Man with Wesley no. Snipes? Uh, that's a good one. That one is like this 
post-apocalyptic world too, but all like the brands and all like the chain had like a battle, like an actual battle, and the only one left was Taco Bell. So you see Taco Bell a lot of Demolition oh Man, but it's supposed to be kind of like a joke. Like Taco Bell yeah. was the one that made it really. It's good stuff. <laughs> but I mean, that's just great product placement from the companies, you know? From Taco Bell. And just, you know, looking back and thinking like just, you could pick any movie made like after 1970 and just find at least one product placement there. It's so weird. And then I, what was it? Wayne's world. They did it. They did like, they made it like kind of funny. You remember when they, when he's wearing like, like a pizza hut hat and he's just constantly talking yeah. about pizza hut. He's like wearing all these clothes and eating pizza hut pizza. So stupid. I mean, it is dumb and you're like, Oh, that's, that's a good way of product placement, but it's still product placement. Yeah. And the fact Even that Beavis and Butthead wore ACDC and Metallica t-shirts, I mean, it's like you can't mm. get away from it. It's everywhere. Yep. It's true. The front line is everywhere. A couple lines so. in the second verse that he, where he talks about, he um, he says they need they need their they fix our need and develop a taste. I think that's that's fun because mm-hmm. we think that we need these things, and this was like twenty one, like you said, twenty one years ago. And we're still doing it even worse. We need the new iPhone. We need an Android. We need a smart TV. And it's just yeah. like, why do you think that you need these? It's because it's been forced upon us so much. And you see all these commercials and advertisements that you need this. You need this. Everybody has yeah. it. You need it. You don't fucking need it. And I remember a few, years, a few years ago, um, friend of the pod, Mark, he was talking about... Um, he was talking about how like we're in an age where we just need to buy, buy, buy instead of just fix everything that's broken. You know, it, we're we're constantly being told, oh, if your TV breaks, just buy it, just throw it out and buy a new one. Yeah. But it's like you, why don't you try to fix something first? Like we're just constantly told to waste. We're told to waste and buy just over and over again instead of fixing any sort of problem that you have with with a product. That's so, why, like, like secondary markets of anything are so important. Like offer up, like Craigslist. That was a big spike too, but because you can buy things that someone else doesn't want, either it's broken, it's used, they just don't want it anymore. And then you can take that and then clean it up a little bit, and it's like brand new. And you don't need to go yeah. out and spend a bunch of money and buy something else and send that to the waste of the landfill. You're absolutely right. Do we have anything else to say about the second verse, or should we move on to the last part? Uh, I mean, I think it is important to note in the second verse, if not the most important lyric on this entire song, is he makes fun of Godzilla on the Godzilla soundtrack. (laughs) I kind of wonder, though, if if he added that Godzilla line after they signed or if it was just a coincidence. That's what I was saying earlier. Like, I don't like. Oh, yeah. Had they they wrote this song before that and then said, holy shit, this is weird. This fits in perfectly. Well, he's a song or. And they said, let's just add the Godzilla line in there. I mean, either way, they still presented to the execs, and the execs either didn't know, didn't listen, or they didn't care. I think they probably just didn't care. Yeah. Because they knew who Rage was, they knew what Rage does, and they say hey, they're fucking popular enough that we just don't care. But it's mm-hmm. so dumb. It's just like, like, hey, Rage, will you make a song? No. What if we pay you $10 million? Yes. But we're going to write a bad <laughs> lyric about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, honestly, it didn't affect, didn't affect the sales of the soundtrack because I read by like 1999, I think it was this out. Uh, this soundtrack had already sold 2.5 million copies. It's ridiculous. This shitty fucking soundtrack sold that many copies. <laughs> it's absolutely insane. It's crazy. I I was shocked to even hit like a million is shocking, but 2.5 million that ah oh, that's disgusting. It's it's but. it's that advertising. It's marketing and advertising, yeah. This movie was billed as like the biggest movie I've ever, like in both size and volume and Godzilla's big and it's, we fell for it, man. All of us. <laughs> as a society, we failed. Uh, so the last part here, really, this is just the outro. This is what Jeff and I were talking about earlier when it just, it, that build up and then it just explodes and it's just, it's super fucking heavy. Um, there are lyrics. Uh, you know, he says, wait, what are the lyrics again? Let me, I have it right here. The lyrics are, um, Americanize, Americanize, view the world from Americanize, bury the past, rob us blind, and leave nothing behind. Um, 
great way to to sum up everything that he was talking about it it was it's just an absolute great ending to the song and if the fact that you know the the words american eyes like e-y-e-s also sounds like americanized like you know we are, trying to, we are trying to change somebody yeah, to our just, ways just the stupid wordplay it's it's just it's cute there and yeah it's cute um but yeah, bury the past, rob us blind, and leave nothing behind. I mean, that's just that's straight up what big corporations do, you know. I feel they like they don't want us to learn from our mistakes, you know, and just keep making those mistakes over and over again. But we do. Like nothing change. Nothing's gonna change. Nothing changes. You know, I I, I try not to, but you know, even I still buy Budweiser or Bud Light limes, and so even like the whole independent craft brewery thing, it's hard sometimes. Like, dude, they, it's so fucking cheap. We're talking like. 70 cents for one beer if you buy them in the bulk packs right or you yeah. go to a craft brew house and you're looking at like minimum three dollars a beer you know and also you expensive. know honestly some of the big beer i like the taste of it so that's why i drink it too i it's not necessarily because of the price i just like the taste of some of it you know i don't always want like some heavy fucking ipa or a stout or whatever you know i sometimes I just want like a lighter whoa, beer whoa. you never want a stout okay yeah exactly Prove my point more. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, we we all, I'd still do it. I mean, we're being giant hypocrites right now. I mean, as long as you, not as long as you, but if you can just at least be aware of what you're doing, be aware that you're not helping society, you're hurting it. That we're being just, shitty people. And just take, just take baby steps. So instead of, like, again, instead of buying that silly live, laugh, love thing at Target, like just go to a farmer's market and like buy it from them or something or you know buy all of your vegetables from a farmer's market it's more expensive but it's people growing them yeah it's locally sourced but don't believe the meat industry and the whole organic thing cuz that's a giant marketing ploy too so don't a lot of people get duped by that shit but yeah that shit means really nothing the organic stuff don't listen to that shit love organics or just or just look it up or read a, read about it because it, it goes exactly in line with what we've been talking about on this episode. but Do one Google search of it. Just one. That's then, all you do. And read That's the top article. Oh, but don't even read the article. Just read, read the, the headline. headline and then read the first paragraph. and then Oh, damn. Then the first share. paragraph, too. Yeah, huh? Just get, get a little crazy. Is that where but, we're at now? Do, do people read the first paragraph, too? Yes. Okay. Sometimes. All right. 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 Uh, so, that's about, I mean, do you have anything else? No, that's actually oh. all of my notes. Oh, also, the the last lines are, just stare, just stare, just stare, relive the nightmare. I forgot to put that in there, too, but I had to talk about that. Well, and that kind of goes along with what we're, we're talking about, too. It's like you just you just stare and you don't help. Like a car yeah. accident, right? Our big thing in society now is we take fucking pictures of car accidents and post it and say, oh, I hope everyone's okay. Like, well, did you stop? <laughs> Did you stop? Did you help? Did you do, Did you do anything? anything besides just <laughs> fucking make somebody miserable and put them on blast and the most personal moment of their life probably? Yep. Fucking idiots. It's fucked up, man. I was looking it up. I couldn't find any sort of demo or alternate version for this song. Uh, I also looked Prophets of Rage and Audio Slave never played this song live, so I got nothing there. Uh, we already talked about the music video. Um, they've played this song many times. And, you know, just they play it flawlessly. I mean, there, there's nothing wrong with the way they play this. They, they're one of those bands that just don't fuck up. They always yeah. sound good. Always That's sound true. good. They even, and they even played this song at Woodstock. But then that was another controversy, too, was the fact that, you know, they were playing Woodstock, like one of the most commercialized festivals and events up to that point, you know? <laughs> yeah. So Tickets it, like 150 bucks or something yeah. like that. And, and they played this song at Woodstock. It's just knuckleheads. <laughs> Uh, it's it's crazy. It's stupid. But um, I did come across some covers. Uh, Jeff, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to feel about some of this stuff, but I'm going to play all of them. So this one comes from, I think I played them a few weeks ago on the pod. Uh, they're called Brass Against or Brass Against the Machine, I guess. But this one actually fe- features a vocalist. And uh, her name is Sophia Jurista. So I'm going to play it in just a minute. Because just a minute. Ads are the best. Fuck, always have to fucking advertisements. We need ads. Oh God, here I it love is. Love ads. 
Here's the uh, the cover that Brass Against the Machine did. Gets a machine in their cover of No Shelter. How'd you like that one? I like the music in that one a lot. That was really cool, but that vocal I could do without. You didn't like her? I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah, she did a pretty good job. It sounded like a bootleg Zach. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, hey, let's uh let's make this song our own and, and add like brass to it and, and make it pretty unique. But I'm gonna try my hardest to sound like Zach. <laughs> like, what do you what? Why? I don't know. Oh God! I mean, I think we've we've established on the pod that nothing will ever sound as good as Zach on a Rage song. Exactly. So, so why try so to you sound just kinda, like him? <laughs> you just kind of you got to take what you can get, you know. Does he look like a bitch? Why you trying to fuck him <laughs> like one? <laughs> okay, so I got another one here. Uh, Jeff might enjoy this one. This is an acoustic cover. Uh, this oh, one boy. was uploaded uploaded by Crypt Skull. Yeah. Wait, is that his name? Yeah, Crypt Skull has about almost 6,000 views. This was posted way back on May 7th, 2009. So here's, uh, here's Crypt Skull's version. This one a lot. Am I right? It was ah, that was a big one too. It was um, it was okay. Ah, it was damn, right. man, I thought I had you on this one. I was it really wasn't good. It wasn't bad. I I appreciate. I that thought he, it was pretty good. I appreciate that he didn't try and wrap it like Zach. Uh, I liked how fast it was. I like how you could hear the tapping of like the strings to try and emulate that that beat sound. Yeah. So it was there was a lot of good things there. I mean, overall, this would have been an appropriate song to put in between two of his kind of original songs if he's playing at like a coffee shop. <laughs> Man, I I I just I don't understand you sometimes. This is like everything you like. It's it's acoustic. It's different from the original. I just you're you're a wild card. I just can't figure it out sometimes. Yeah, I'm a wild card. Man, you're a wild one. Uh, so this one, uh, this one is not acoustic. This is it's some dude rapping. Um, oh his name is Adam. 
His name is Adam South, the great, uh, great white, the MC. Uh, this was uploaded on, uh, back in February of 2014. So, uh, here it is. This one's for you, Jeff. Oh, you don't like that one at all, did you? No, I hated that one. But you, I swear to God, if you said you like that one, I'm going to be so mad at you. I thought it was pretty good. It was cool. Oh, you're a fucking idiot. You're so dumb. Yeah, he took a he took an almost <laughs> hip hop song anyway of of rage, and then made it into like this kind of like cool '90s hardcore hip hop song. I dig it. Ah, uh, it was so bad. His oh, he was just straight bad. I mean, he was he was an amateur for sure, but I, I like where his head's at. Ah, uh, you're dumb. You're so dumb. Just <laughs> dumb. <laughs> like I like where your head's at, sir. Good job. No, 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 no. So I got I got one more acoustic for you. Um, this is an older gentleman, probably in his early fifties, uh, covering it acoustic. Like I said, this guy is called Jason K. Uh, this is uploaded back in December 2012. So here you go, Jeff. I hope you enjoy this one more <laughs> than the other acoustic version. Main attraction, distraction, they got you numb of the numb of the numb Into your pocket, son, they got you thinking that What you need is what they're selling Make you think that vine is rebelling From the theaters to malls on every shore The thin line between entertainment and war The front line is everywhere There'll be no shelter here, Spielberg, the nightmare works So push it far, I'm the scar of the whip, the true fell of the tar Memories erased, the palms are scarred Trading your history for BCR Cinema, simulated life, failed trauma, forthright vulture Americana, chain to the dream they got you searching for Thin line between entertainment and war There'll be no shelter here There'll be no shelter here There'll be no shelter here How you like that one, Sunny Boy? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was good. Such an idiot! I hate you so much. How could you not like at least appreciate it so, that? It, it was so cheesy. Oh my god. Oh, uh, well, okay, so you you played me four so far, and this was the only one that truly made it his own. I guess so, man. But still, just... but still, kind of kept the feeling, which is what a cover should do. You should keep the feeling of it, but make it your own. I don't understand how you, you just want to hear carbon copies of the original. That's, I don't. That's what you like. I don't. Otherwise, do. I would have played carbon copies of it. There are plenty of carbon copies of. And you probably watched these every songs. single one. Like, oh, no, that's good. I didn't. That's good. That's no, good. That's no, good. No, 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 no. That's what no. you did. That's the kind of covers you like, though. I like. I like a little originality in my covers. That's that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's it. That's all. No, you you don't. You like That's you it. like shit. You like pure shit. I mean, if I like pure shit, I would just listen to what you listen to. It was carbon copies of the original. So I just, you know, I'm just. That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm done. Okay. I'm well, done you might. You might. This is my last one that, I, that I'm bringing. You said to the, the last one was your last one. Oh, that was my last acoustic one. <laughs> this is this is the actual last one. Uh, this because this one's an electronic cover. It's not. It's a little bit different. Uh, this one is from Matteo Crowley on SoundCloud. So uh, here's here's his rendition of uh,
this one too huh little son of a gun <laughs> i just i did like it i enjoyed it it was cool <laughs> i hate you that like you you just brought like two perfect examples of people who are musicians not the same type of music that you may like but who took a song that we all like and made it into the genre that they enjoy like i don't understand how you could not like that like how can you not respect it and appreciate that i i just i can't get into it man you know what it is i get into it you were like the equivalent of like big beer. You just like big music. That's it. <laughs> That's completely untrue. It's totally true. You you like unless it like this, fits this coming in, from the dude who loves it, Kesha. Unless it like fits in specifically with like the one genre of music that you like. Then that's it. You can't you can't even appreciate like this kid or whoever this guy was. What was his name? Reliant K or something? Matty P. Mateo Crowley. Oh yeah. Mateo Crowley. I was way off. Yeah. <laughs> but Mateo <laughs> Crowley <laughs> who clearly probably likes electronic music, probably a big fan of trance. But he also liked Rage. And like that's something we all have in common. We can all get behind. But he took Rage, which is not electronic music, and he made electronic music out of it because he loves Rage so much. Nah. But you're doesn't make here. it good. No, just, could be, just because you're doing something different doesn't make it good. I never said it was good. That's I said a dumb I argument. It. I never said it was good. It's dumb. That is your problem. Is you don't listen. You need to listen, okay? I'm going to say I it listen. one more time. You can appreciate what he's doing. You can respect what he's doing. I, don't, I never said it was good. But I enjoyed it. You don't have to respect it because it's different. No, you respect it because he tried. Because he did something. That no, brave. why? Just no. Because otherwise, Just because somebody otherwise, tries something doesn't mean you have to respect it or enjoy it or like it or anything. That's exactly my point. You need to get out of the mindset of carbon copy covers. Stop I'm not. It. Stop. <laughs> You're so Stop dumb. liking boring stuff. Stop having boring tuna. Stop get, having boring. Get out of your shell, Tyler. We're so close. I figured like hundred uh, episodes in, you would you would have broke that mold, but you haven't yet. We'll get. What there. do you mean? We're only far, four or five episodes. Well, our deep. normal podcast. We're like hundred. Well, we don't talk about in, the normal podcast. Dude, you got to just two hundred episodes. You got to break out of your shell. It's not. It's not heavy metal. It's not hardcore. I don't like it. It's not good. Oh, you're dumb. You're dumb. I you know. Like, you know. I like more than that. I don't like heavy metal, hardcore music, and Omar. It's not, it's not oh, like it. Omar's great. But yeah, that's that's all I got for covers. I'm, I'm, I'm pooped. Tapped after out. all that. Yeah. Uh, so final thoughts on on No Shelter. What do you got? Uh, it's a good. It's a good raid song. Um, I don't really have any problems with it. I, I don't think it's one of like their best songs by any stretch. And I'm kind of glad that it was only on the Godzilla soundtrack because it made that soundtrack better. But that soundtrack didn't make the song worse. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, it was a good song. What do you want from me? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I, I agree. It's good. It's a great song. It's probably near the bottom of of their songs, though. Of what I like, you know, definitely not near the top. It's in the lower half, but still solid. Really, really solid song. But definitely a B side and not something that really fits on any of their records. Yeah. So it was good. Good stuff. Good stuffs. Perfect song. Three out of three. Well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I know I'm kidding. All right, well that's it for Rage Against the Pod or Rat Pod. Uh, go onto iTunes, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Keep listening to us. Tell all your friends about the pod. Um, follow us on social media. Instagram is Rage Against the Pod. Uh, Twitter is Rage Against Pod. Let us know how how you feel. <laughs> Tell us how amazing and great we are. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, you got anything else to say? Um, I don't. I thought I did, but then I sneezed and forgot everything. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.